Hello everyone and welcome to work to game back over here on YouTube for the live stream itself. So if you're joining in live, thanks so much for being here. Be sure to sound off in the comments and we're going to have a great discussion talking about patch 6.2 and asking and answering the question, is it time for you to return? Should you return with Final Fantasy 14's latest update? This is kind of the mid tier. This is that you kind of think of the end game of Final Fantasy 14 broken up into three categories. The first end game, which just concluded with uh, 6.1, the mid game, uh, the mid end game with 6.2 to 6.3, and then the final, you know, end game before we get ready to go into 7.0 with 6.4, So we're right in the meat of the of the expansion cycle. And if you guys are also curious, you can also listen to these podcasts on iTunes, Spotify. All the links should be in the description. If they're not, let me know in the comments, and I will try not to be lazy. And actually get you guys the information that you need but uh we're gonna be talking about uh the patch now anybody who's worried about spoilers and things like that no that's gonna be later on in the episode we will clearly designate when that is gonna start to pop up uh but ultimately we'll be talking about the content that we played the content we haven't played uh and just generally our uh, our thoughts as well so chris and i both had a very different experience i want chris to kind of jump in and Give everybody the context of what you've experienced, what you might not have yet experienced. What's your plan to then experience the things you haven't experienced? And then I'll say experience for one more good measure. Sound off in the comments with the word experience if you made it this far. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> so um, my goal is to be a lot more thorough during Endwalker. My goal during Shadowbringers was to be broader as a player, which is why I gave, is why among many other reasons, I gave Story a shot. And, and I've appreciated being broader. And then I really only dove deep on the things I already liked. Um, and so, you know, I took the real big risk of doing more of things I liked. Uh, and so now with Endwalker, I'm trying to be like much deeper across the board. Um, I want to, I want to experience so many parts of this community that has like just literally changed my life. My wife said the other day, I was like, I think it's changed my life. That might be a little exaggerated. And she goes, no, it's not like, like, like you do this full time. Like this just literally changed the course of your life. Uh, and so I just, I want to give more of it a shot. So I'm trying to do everything in every patch. Um, I haven't done DSU yet because like as a single piece of content, that, that could be 200 hours of my life um, or more. So 6.2, I did my MSQ, um, enjoyed it. The MSQ has been really meaty this time around when people ask me kind of what I thought. I think yeah. that's like the least spoilery way to kind of talk about it. Yeah, but it's just like 6.1. They've yeah. got a lot of ground to cover setting up a new saga. So they just feel like they're moving both really fast and kind of through mud like they're they're just they're doing it a is, lot it isn't i feel like it is in an awkward position i was talking with uh benny comic the comic historian about it you know in that regards it's like they're in this position of we've just completed the saga how do how do we invite yeah. you into a, no, a new saga right like it's right. like who that was a that was a big one but yeah, yeah. the media is a, is a good word you know i think that you know that's kind of right like in a way it's kind of a, i feel like it's like a tough steak you know it's not quite so tender so you're kind of like it does taste good but it you know i'm kind of like all right anyway yeah go ahead with your your food analysis so uh pandemonium now i liked sars of Warlit as a storyline i liked um finding coils as a storyline um because those are the only other two raid storylines i've done so far as i go back and re-clear all the things i've missed over the years for the narrative reasons uh, somebody asked if I'd done Void Arc, and I was like, like as a raid? Yeah, I've done it with Blue Mages, I've done it across the board. As the story? No, I'm not there yet. Uh, and so uh, I'm really liking the raid storyline. Yeah. Um, they This feels very similar to some of the previous raid and alliance raid storylines where like I expected something to pay off over the whole time, and actually like the second chapter did a lot more for me than I thought it would. I kind of expected it to just be the middle step, um, and it's actually been kind of the middle of the sandwich where I feel like, wow, there was really some good stuff in here. I'm looking forward to seeing what the final chapter brings us, which is eight months of the future. Um, yeah. They added Tataru's Grand Endeavor. I have not done that. They added a new extreme for the story trial. I have not done that, though I've watched some of it. Uh, Unreal moved on to Sephiroth. Uh, I've heard that's pretty challenging, so I haven't made time for that yet. But I, I was going to last night, and I ended up in maps grinding the new ingredients. Uh, they've made PvP changes. I have not touched that yet. But... Uh, Island Sanctuary, I did go ahead and spend a whole day in Island Sanctuary. So I'm at level four of 10, um, and I'm moving through that. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So I've actually spent a lot of time with the patch. I did a bunch of crafting and gathering on day one to kind of print some of that money. Um, because I spent a lot of money the week before on minion bingo. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I've actually recovered and more of the 12 million I spent on minions. Um, so 
did you know that you could buy every minion that is currently not market prohibited in the game on a fully blank account for just 67 million gil? I did not. That's, That's a very amazing. achievable number. Like, it's a huge number. Yeah. But like, the Golden Beaver's 21 of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> so, like, you could probably increase your number of minions by, like, 100 today. Okay. With the uh, 67 million gil that... Depending on how much you have, like if you have no minions on your account, which I know you don't, yeah, but if you have no minions on your account, um, you can get like a hundred minions for like a hundred thousand guild. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> I was thinking about making some videos on it because yeah, I can yeah, spreadsheet yeah. not on minions. Oh, yeah, M more spreadsheet uh, streams and videos coming soon. Yeah. My uh, wife's friend that works like that's pretty cool that you're able to do video games now. My job, like, has gone away from like what I was passionate about, and I spend all day in spreadsheets, and I'm like, mm. yeah. About, that. <laughs> about those spreadsheets so uh for my for myself I'd like to kind of jump in on the island sanctuary piece of it so like obviously like i really i leaned first into the story and then i leaned into the the raids uh and you know and then essentially i've i have absolutely struggled with the desire to even want to step foot on island sanctuary like i've literally found myself like you know i really should log in and 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 check out what this thing's about and then it's like, or I could just kind of play some multiverses. Like, it's like it, every little thing is like, I, I'm giving myself every reason. So I'm not, I like, and going into it, like, I've always, I'm always going to be the guy's like, I'm glad if there's content that you enjoy that it exists, you know, for you. But it's like, in terms of like this, I have, I've really been like, I just don't feel like it's going to be content that I'm going to enjoy based off of everything that I've, they've seen and presented. And then when it's out, like, I'm like, I would, I would rather do any number of things in the game than what this proposes to be itself. And then you were telling me, and I thought this is actually probably a pretty good idea is that I should actually team up with Maddie. So for those of you who don't know, we haven't been following the channel for a long time. Maddie is my eight year old daughter. And you feel like this actually would be a piece of really interesting content for the two of us to do because you can't die. There's no combat. It's, you know, really kind of cozy content. And that's essentially where, the frustration and the weirdness comes into play is like, why does this start after you finish Endwalker? And you, there's an answer to it, but I don't think it's an answer that could have or needed to exist. It was designed the way that they designed it. And it could have been in my mind, something that opens up at level 10, you know, Hey, welcome. Uh, now that you've done this, like everybody gets an Island because reasons, <laughs> So the reason it can't is, first of all, there are reasons. Okay. Um, the islands do exist in the physical world. Uh, there's some weird lore ramifications if you think about 25 million warriors of light. But if you just think about it the way they describe it, and you are the only warrior of light, uh, there are multiple islands, and there is a logical position in the world for them to be. Um, I immediately had to pause and go pull up my map and nerd out about where that is. Um, and... We go there with somebody. We are introduced to the content with a, a an NPC that mm -hmm. we already have a relationship with. Yeah. Um, and that relationship couldn't exist for new players. Uh, and so much like other things where like some players are like, let me ruin my own story. And I don't disagree with that. But I will tell you, Final Fantasy as a rule doesn't really offer that as an option. Yeah. They sell skips, but they don't let you do things out of order as opposed to something like Guild Wars or World of Warcraft. They're like, well, if you want to ruin your own journey, you do you. Um, and... Final Fantasy is like, no, you're going to do this the correct way or you're not going to do it at all. Uh, and like, I, as somebody that's been a story skipper, that's found plenty of things outside of the story to enjoy in the game. And like, I enjoyed all those years. I have no regrets. Uh, I was called a repentant story skipper. I will tell you, I'm not repentant. I'm perfectly happy with how I got here. Uh, and I can just tell you that like, that was a very frustrating barrier to put up that you're you're so it's it's literal gatekeeping it's literally like we know the best way we know best you think you know better but you don't um so i can understand the frustration with not getting access to island sanctuary especially for players that like want to come back for those three weekends and they've got Shadowbringers and they're like well let me see if any walkers worth the purchase let me try this island sanctuary thing out you can't it's an expansion locked feature which on its own is a technical hurdle but it's also like narratively actually baked into the world. And I think the reason they did that was that 7.0 is supposed to be moving us into this new saga. Mm -hmm. And they have to basically build an entire introduction over only patch content. So they've got five patches to, to start an entire five to 10 year saga. They're going to need 
every single page they can put in that book to write on. Mm -hmm. And so they are shoving, of course, MSQ quests go in that book, but like, let's tell part of the story with trials. Let's tell part of the story with raids. Let's tell part of the story with like anything that can help build out that world. And I think Island Sanctuary, while it is cozy content, was a chance to expand on the narrative that we're moving into post 6.0. Okay. That's uh that's good to know. Cause like, I just have, I, I will do it. It just, when it comes down to it, you know, I was actually talking with Chili a little bit about this and he feels and he started to relate how it plays. And this is actually what got me to be like, okay, maybe I will try to make this a priority that it actually kind of feels like what new world does, like in terms of like how the, the world is like really kind of like crafting a gathering and more interactive. And, and that ultimately, like when it comes down to when I see that kind of content, when I see Eureka and Bajja, like it makes me look at those systems and say, I want that in the whole game. You know, like I want more of what this is everywhere and not on its own island sanctuary, not within its own, you know, kind of piece of the world that that doesn't then translate into the general open uh, worldness of it all. And so I'm wondering, though, like as we start to barrel towards 7.0, as we were doing, like you're saying with 6.1, world building to get to wherever the heck we're supposed to go in 7.0. And Yoshi P even commented on that like apparently in 6.5, there's going to be kind of a big story moment that really sets up the expansion, which that comment alone makes me go like, yeah, that not that what every 0.5 point right, right, right. You know, it's yeah. like Big, big, bold prediction. Well, yeah. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, Cotton, let's see what they do with this one. Um, and so when it, when it comes down to it, it's like, I do wonder, you know, like, will we see bigger overhauls? Because they're talking about the graphics overhaul, sure. et cetera, but... Um, from what I've experienced within this this patch is like you know yeah there's there's things I haven't haven't gotten to yet next week the savage drops I feel like that's actually already been healthy I don't know how you guys how you feel about that you're thinking yeah. about actually jumping into savage uh, you know like kind of for like as a progression thing uh, for the first time but how do you feel about that as you know as so somebody rumors have it that WoW's going the other way they're going to move mythic to be in day and date mm. um, so they're doing the opposite direction. Um, I think it's been really healthy across the board to stall it out. I have seen a ton of interest in extremes. I've already seen Lama Todd helping with extremes. So I think there's, I think it's um, taught a lot. I Maybe I'm just biased because I'm actually trying to, I capped on tomes for my first time since Heavensward mm -hmm. this week. Um, I did it by accident in maps, but I was actually intending to run the experts necessary to cap it. I just now yeah. saved myself the trip. Uh, and like I... I, I think that the delay has been really healthy to see people take an interest in extreme um, to see people taking an interest in unreal has been a growing trend, mm -hmm. but also to see people taking an interest in pentamelding and to see people take an interest in like chasing that early gear, as opposed to just kind of waiting for the game to naturally give it to us. Cause it is a bit of a hamster wheel and yeah. like sprinting on it doesn't get you any further. You just, you just run faster. Um, but I, th I think it's been fun to kind of offer that as an option. And the trade-off is like, okay, so we gained a little something. And maybe some people didn't gain something. But what did it cost us? It doesn't seem to have cost us anything. Um, Sphia, one of the world first raiders, got to do, did Island Sanctuary. Has already finished Island Sanctuary this week. That wouldn't have happened otherwise. So, like, mm. the people who you think would be most affected, these kind of world first raiders, um, I think of the public personalities, because those are names that are public, obviously. But there's many people that kind of love that week one uh, Savage experience. I haven't seen any of them not having fun with the game. I haven't seen any of them going, Ugh, now I can't even play 6.2 until a week after it launches. They've all been having an absolute blast. And I think because Savage prep is not, um, it's not a bunch of work. It just says, hey, take this week casual. You know, it would have been different if they're like, hey, we're stalling it. And to get your gear, you have to put 100 hours in. Right, yeah. So I, I really like that there's really no requirement to get into Savage beyond getting your crafted Pentamilt set and many of you out there already have the money for that or have already had the materia or have learned, okay, how do I make money and how do I start having all this materia in the future? Um, so I think it's a good thing all the way around. I have yet to see anybody come up with a valid complaint that should affect the entire community and not just that person, right? Like something that's like, if you think of it just from your viewpoint, I can understand maybe why you feel different, but when you try to think of all the different varieties of players, I think it's just a good change. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to um, just my overall like feeling with the uh, with this patch and basically trying to answer the question, should you return to Final Fantasy 14 for this patch? 
Uh, that's like, I think that answer for me, and I'm going to be curious as to kind of how you take this, but my answer ends up being kind of how long have you been away from the game itself? Like if you were like, Hey man, like, you know, I was talking with Benny, but I was like, also I've heard from others that have the same kind of sentiment, like, Hey, I finished N Walker. Ooh, you know, like this big, like, you know, like, all right, that was, that was something else. I can't believe that we've been on this, you know, over like, almost like ARR celebrates nine sure. years, like tomorrow or something like that. But like, still like even 1.0, like you're talking about 13 years with this, uh, with this game. And it's like, wow, that was a journey. Like that was something else. Right. But you know, yeah, I would probably say you probably would enjoy staying away. Cause like one of the things I'm struggling with is like, I haven't, I don't feel hooked on this new story. I'm, I'm curious from a world and lore perspective, right? When we talk about world of darkness, the void scent, you know, what are we going, you know, and then obviously the tie-ins to final fantasy four are interesting and exciting to see, uh, personally. So I'm like, yeah, let's see where this goes. I'm actually very like interested as a final fantasy fan, but as a longtime player of this game, I'm just like, that was something else. Like, like, what are we just going to do small stories from here on out? Are we going to be changing the world in any, any big way? And so if you're kind of like that, I would probably say, yeah, probably not the time to return for six, two, because it's only going to get easier in terms of the gear grind come six, you know, six, four, that point four patch always is kind of that, you know, like, Hey, you, you, you have the final tombstone, you have the, the gear that's, you know, the max gear for that expansion, uh, you know, is, is there, it gets a little bit easier in six, five as well, but six, four is if you're going to put it in the grind, you're going to end up having more of these story chapters together. Cause obviously like now we're sitting here and well, we're going to wait probably most likely until January, you know, it could be end of December, uh, for, uh, you know, six, three, but most likely I would bet if we were going to put a date on it, it'd be in the first week of January. And I know you have a spreadsheet with calculations. So we I can, do, I we do. can get scientific with this bad boy. I got, um, I actually got the new rumored wow date. I'm, I'm dead on, which makes me feel good. Cause I was off, uh, I was off on 14, six, uh, six, two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing the 10th of January. I could be late, but that's my guess. Yeah. And that's, that starts to sound right. Seth saying has a crackpot theory that the Alliance raid raid MSQ storylines are going to converge before 6.5 and that's something i would really appreciate because that would actually tie in exactly with what chris was saying where it's like they're trying to to feed in any amount of story and and world into any any part that they can because to set up another epic right if that's the direction they go like that's gonna be that that's a lot of work that's like yeah how do you how do you build in these villains how do you build in these things like where are we gonna go but also it helps to have an understanding of like if there is another big bad looming out there, you know, off in the distance, you know, like how do you also make things that make sense now, you know, pay off in, you know, two years, four years, six years, especially as we barrel towards another 10 years. So I, I personally am struggling like with the, like being sure. excited about like, you know, the, the investment that it's like, okay, are we going to like, what is going to keep me beyond a story? You know, like what, like, cause that was what was keeping me, you know, like going and as it built up and now I'm like, all right. And like, I, the, yeah, the content I played, the, I played the raid. I thought that was, that was fun, but like, it's not like I'm going to sit here and play. I know the way I play, I'm not going to play that raid every week. I'm not going to go jump into Savage because I don't have more than, it's not fair for me to try and have a static. So if I do anything, it's going to have to be a pug group, you know, in that regard. So it's like, when it comes down to it, if you've been, if you've only recently been away, like, should you return with six, two? Probably not. I think continue to, to take a break and, and, and feel that out. But if you have like, I've people who have been like, I've been on a break since heaven's word or Stormblood. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I would say that's, that's, that's the time to return, but that's just obviously my opinion. What do you think, Chris? I think six, two, five is the time to return for people that pieced out after MSQ after mm-hmm. 6.0. Yeah. Um, that gives us two complete patch cycles worth of content. So that gives you um, the 0.5 stuff, which was just rounding out the expansion. That also gives you 0.1 and it's half patch, 0.2 and it's half patch, which means at that point you've gotten the odd numbered patches give us like casual raid content. We get our Alliance raid uh, and then we got our, we got the ultimate and um, you know, we move into tribal quests and things like that. So it just kind of rounds out the world to complement the savage and stuff that launched and all the extremes that launched with uh, because of Endwalker. 
Then the point two, we get a second tier of Savage. We start the Relic grind in point two five. We're adding the new hard mode dungeons, the story mode dungeons. And and so like I think at that point you've created a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. And so I think oh, point yeah. two five is the logical time to come back. And that means mm -hmm. like if you know some of the things that are already in the game are here, you could technically come two weeks, four weeks before point two five. But right. I think point two five is the kind of that's your hard open date. If you need mm -hmm. to soft open a couple of weeks to kind of get prepped for point two five, totally valid so that you can be in point two five content on day and date. Um as of right now, I'm guessing that's the eighteenth of October. I could be early on that one. Um, but that's my guess. Mm -hmm. And so like, I would say if you're going to come back, start finishing up whatever game you're on right now. If you're in a single player game, take your time, finish it up. Um, and then sometime in the next month or two would be kind of that ideal time post point point oh, 6.0, um, to return in my opinion. So I think the 6.2 cycle is the ideal time. I just don't think it's today. Yeah. The, uh, the half patch stuff, cause it's typical as we see. Um, you know, in comments and, you know, in live streams, like, hey, where's the Hildy stuff? And hey, where's the uh, Criterion? Sure. And it's like, that's coming, you know, like things. Half batch. Half batch. Um, I, 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 I'm really thrilled to kind of go hands on with that. I think whether it was a translation error or they ended up switching things around. I think originally Island Sanctuary was looking at 6.25 and the variant was going to be in 6.2. But now variant and Criterion and Savage Criterion are all in 6.25, which when it when it comes down to content for everybody content for every play style like you i look at six two as just i think you described it perfectly well meaty right like oh do you like savage raids great oh do you want more well savage dungeons you know like it, it's like bada bing bada boom like you like we haven't had this before that's what i think is personally the most thrilling about it is we haven't seen content like this ever in final fantasy 14 so it's gonna be curious to see like a what what kind of feedback does the community have with it we, we don't know we can only still speculate up to the point that it's released but then also it's like oh man like ah, i just don't i don't have the ability to get into savage or like maybe i don't you know i wish there was something for me that was you know dungeon related oh guess what variant and and normal criterion like it just feels like Okay, and on variant, like you just want to go and try to solo it. You want to try and do duo, yeah. Like go nuts and see where you can go with it. I think that's going to be something personally very thrilling to see. And then the next curiosity that I really have with the game outside of its story is, what does the next deep dungeon look like? Because they said that that you know that we were assuming that that's a six three update. Yoshi P was talking about another deep dungeon on its way, and should be six three. Yeah, and so like you know if if patterns hold, which in 14's world that's one of the th it's its strength and its weakness is that you know people like people who are new are like this is great oh my gosh more content and, we're, and everybody else who's been here a while they're like yeah this is this is how it is you know i mean you can make a spreadsheet like and predict literally everything system, the combat system also favors content lasting a long time and so by not adding a deep dungeon last expansion it's not one of those games where that means there's no deep dungeon in game. The previous deep dungeons are still deep dungeons. There were people still clearing deep dungeons last expansion. There was a huge push to get that necromancer title mm -hmm. uh, once we found out that Reaper was being added to the game. So, I mean, you look back at like, okay, when was 5-3 or whenever that, or 4-3, uh, whenever the last deep dungeon was added, Heaven on High, was that 4-3? Um, that would have been a long time ago. But like, you can still run Heaven on High for the first time today. And that's yeah. still very much worth doing um so i i i think it's good that they're bringing it back it doesn't bother me they took a break they took a break and said okay let's get some feedback you know let's see if, if nobody misses it then we made a good call um people did miss it so they brought it back yeah uh so it it just tells me like they are listening and um it looks like we're in for a really great six two we're in for a really great point three um i think it's great so what is your plan with the remaining content? Are yeah. you going to get through Island Sanctuary? Are you tackling any of the Unreal, Extreme, or Savage uh, from this tier? And will you be doing any of the new PvP? Because it offers a mount. Yeah, the, the PvP looks really great. Um, because especially in terms of numbers, I think I'd love to see uh, the dev team you know, embrace more about PvP. I think they've definitely made some positive steps in that direction, which is exciting to see. Um, so yeah, the, uh, PVP plan is, is definitely, uh, on there. I don't think sanctuary. I'm going to try to carve out time with Maddie and do that. I think that's, that's going to be where I probably find fun in it as opposed to like 
generally being like, oh, great, like I'm playing an MMO solo. <laughs> it's like, that's just, that doesn't resonate with me, like in terms sure. of it. Like every time we lean in, I'm like, the 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 developer minded to me and the business like when you look at the industry it's like well clearly like making things accessible is a good business move like being able to have people come in and play 14 and not have anxiety when teaming up with others is a good business move but i'm not like i'm not playing this game for for that experience like this is my social time you know like in that regard so the uh so i get it but it's in contrast to like the what i look for in it so uh, if I team up with Maddie, I think that actually kind of solves that that problem um, sure. from my perspective. And so I, I like that feedback that you were that you had uh, given me in that regards. Uh, when it comes down to it, um, I, I would like to jump into the extreme uh, trial. Uh, I'd like to see if I can't start finding time to carve carve that out. And so I think with uh, doing a little bit more streams over on Twitch, you know, in the evenings, that should help, uh, you know, jump into like finding the finding time to actually do it. Cause that's one of the things that I run up against. It's like, well, it is this weird con you know, you know, you know, contrast of like, okay, I can, I can do this kind of content because I have limited time versus like, Oh yeah. Do I actually have the ability to set time aside and actually dedicate myself to it? And I'd like to do some of this excitatron stuff, um, you know, at, at its core. Cause like, that's like before variant dungeons, like when we look at maps and the, and the, just the RNG, the, the variation, that that content is it is some of the most repeatable and enjoyable content because it is so it is so different it isn't you know you never are going to have the exact same experience when you go in each time you go in and it just kind of feels fun and exhilarating and then if you get kicked out you get kicked out so it's not like nobody feels like they failed because it's somebody didn't do their job right it's just like that's just the way you know you picked left or you picked right or you you know like it is what it is, right? So that's going to be my, my plan. Essentially, though, uh, kind of trying to set myself up to jump into uh, the variant criterion and even criterion savage. So there might be some uh, goals of actually getting into current savage uh, for any kind of pug group um, just so that I can then try and jump into and be ready to experience whatever criterion is. Because that's actually what is the most interesting, um, you know, proposal that 14 has. Uh, had in a while fight one and two of pandemonium felt the same way that like previous ones and twos out of a raid tier have felt where like it's going to go into savage but you're just do the thing and it's and with gear it's probably going to start to fall over after a couple weeks um fight three in normal already felt like a wall yeah so I'm sure in Savage, like it just you could you could already feel that big step that that part threes can have. Um, so if you're looking for gear for Savage uh, dungeons, you could just run your one and two every week. Um, crafted gear is incredible. You know, yeah. I think you're already in six ten. Yeah. So I'm in six ten uh, for my tank, and then my uh, healer uh, is almost. I think I'm at six oh five or something like that. So. Um, make, making progress there, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I actually, I think I only have one or two pieces of crafted healer gear. Most of it has just been picking up, you know, drops and things like that. So cool. Well, hopefully I'll get to play some extreme with you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You and, I, you and I very rarely get to play 14 together. It's been, like, the last, the last schedule's time, been hard this year. The last time uh, that we were, it was all like prior to the, the expansion itself. So we were able to kind of carve out like the, the streams and we were doing like our deep dungeon duo, uh, duo challenges and stuff. And that was a lot of fun. So there's, there's definitely fun to be had um, and kind of unique ways that you can kind of, we can approach the content. Watch you play this expansion a ton. Yeah, you have. <laughs> it's like more of it. The uh, also though it would be interesting because like now that now that I can stream here on on the YouTube uh, work to game side of things, like be able to kind of like do more of that. Uh, you know what we what we originally you know were able to do, uh, and being able to bring that back as uh, kind of our plans can be great. By the way, thanks guys for the eighteen likes here on the uh, on the YouTube side of things. That's a great way of helping share out these these videos and the uh, and the content we make here. So appreciate each and every one of y'all. So hopefully y'all have been enjoying uh, this discussion. Now, do we want to talk uh, with the remaining time about kind of our thoughts about the story or questions we have with the world of darkness and with, um, sure. you know, into the like actual names and, and themes as he sure. waves his hands to alert. Have you done anyone? pandemonium? Uh, yeah, I've done pandemonium. Okay. 
So yes, I was like, I don't want to talk about MSQ if we can't talk about pandemonium. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think because okay. like the and buried yes. the buried memory, Look like spoiler. It, it was absolutely in, in both. You know, let me change the stream title. Yeah, talking spoiler. We'll do that, and then uh, after this, I'm going to be playing some Guild Wars on stream, and we'll go back to non-spoiler if anyone's wants coming out. There you go. They had a Perfect. bunch of updates this week. Yeah, and Twitch drops for Guild Wars 2, which is... Th th I think that's just going to be really great to see. I wonder if we'll start to see stuff like that with 14. Um, it just seems like a system that... I mean, when you look at the numbers, it really does help on the streaming side of things. It really drives a lot of people to lurk on uh, on the stream itself, and it gives Twitch a, a, a competitive advantage. Like... The, uh, like we haven't really talked about it much about it, but like, just as a note, like you can multicast to TikTok and Instagram. And I think that actually is, they're really just not like, I, that's weird because I, there like, were some alleged people that were already doing it. that yeah. were large partnered people. And I have to wonder if with this announcement, if that was like, they were receiving reports about those people. Hey, this person's breaking the rules. They're breaking the rules. And internally they're like, no, they're not. Like internally, they're like, no, we were trying this out. We yeah. tried it with this person um, for a brief amount of time. And then that person, you know, so. Because like if you come out and say, hey, we're giving these people permission, that would have led to frustration. So mm -hmm. um, you have to wonder because of the timing, you have to wonder if some of these large creators that were doing the TikTok dual broadcasting, if that was sanctioned. Um, and if it wasn't sanctioned, like that test, would cause yeah. this. Yeah. And they were like, oh. We were going to ban it, but it seems really great. Yeah, it actually is like... <laughs> In which case, all good the, on all, Twitch all the for data, looking at analytics before yeah. making a decision. All the data was showing, uh, like, this is driving people to Twitch. Like, who would have thought? Like, massive success. That's exactly what the YouTube stuff does as well. Some people are like, oh, cool, yeah. Like, you know, I'll talk, I'll hop over on the Twitch because Twitch has a... I, a I better interface for it. better right? interface. The short form things. Yeah, I, I found them on the short form. I really prefer the better experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's why like, they're saying, hey, that's okay with the ones that we know we're better than no to the ones that are also trying to do all the things we're doing <laughs> like i totally understand that and i and i also think like you know we're doing our first one here and we're doing it as a collab right you're yeah. representing work to game youtube i'm representing work to game twitch there's different music in our backgrounds i'm in bosnia right now so that's what's playing in the background people have seen my settings so like it's two different broadcasts but we're, we're doing it together and like i can already tell you i have the youtube chat up i have the twitch chat up and like it's already it's it, it's a different skill set like i can feel it as i yeah. try to like look at it because i've got two chats up mm -hmm. um and, and that's just something you get to used to with like collabs and podcasts and stuff, but like to just offer that broad scale, like I understand the business side of it um, from the streamer perspective, let me do whatever I want, whenever I want. That's great. But like, I understand that they have a side to represent as well. The, um, I think that should hopefully been uh, plenty enough time to get people to jump right. out if they needed to jump out for any kind of spoilers uh, yes. themselves. So all right, this patch, and as well as kind of the buildup to, uh, you know, 2.6.2, has us going into uh, the World of Darkness, uh, stepping mm -hmm. first into the dungeon itself, the uh, the the castle or the fell court of Troia. Uh, what did you think about that experience and the boss uh, of that dungeon? The boss of Troia, Sib, Simul, Golgi, large, hairy demon person. Um... I think going into the void just in general has a lot of huge ramifications. And mm -hmm. I immediately started like timelines started getting mixed up in my head as somebody who's only made it through heaven's word. I was like trying to understand when the person that we were like doing the dungeon with or whatever, I was trying to understand like when and where that person was born and like who their parents would be. Um, because it seems like, I guess they were in the womb at the fall of the 13th mm -hmm. but like that doesn't mean they couldn't have an ancient for a parent uh an Asian for a parent now we've only seen unsundered be men mm -hmm. and but her mother didn't have to be like we know like emmett talked about these different experiences we've seen any we've seen Asians be females but aren't all of the unsundered male wouldn't heidelin classify well heidelin heidelin zodiac i just keep separate but yeah I guess okay. would have so been if we're gonna if we're gonna take Vanaa, I don't think Vanaa's your mother right, uh, right. yeah okay so so far could she have had could she be half Asian well the Asian would just be somebody who was unsundered right like that's essentially kind of that that classification correct 
Yeah, as opposed to like, and then four on, and you know, you bring in the memories because I guess yeah, you could technically have two Asians where it's like, oh, this was your previous soul, and let's restore your memories, et cetera, et cetera. But the um, I guess so that, that that is possible, right? Like you could almost make the argument that we are as you know the warrior light as well, right? You know, with a Zem. Uh, so like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the direction that they go. They did show, it looked like the, like an execution or whatever with that of an, of an ancient, of an Asian, which is interesting because in terms of how they've reflected themselves visually to us, like here on the moon and within like their display with the masks, but then you actually go back to the world unsundered and then just really, really tall people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it was like, yeah, just really, really tall, but no, I mean, the three unsundered that we have known and have since like defeated, we're all, we're all males. Um, I don't know if there's any significance in that, you know? Um, but it, you know, I didn't actually, I guess as a, as a guy, I never really kind of put any kind of like, Oh, there, you know, why aren't there any women here? But maybe somebody's asking that question. Um, we started spending more time with female ash ancients. That's what really makes it stand out is that you're like, you immediately realize something's different. They're the, they, they seem almost not human. So at first they all just get presented and they all have masks on. So I didn't really think about it. But then as they've started to present gender more readily, um, that's when I, it's become, now I go back and I'm going back through content. So as you go back through content, you feel very different when you go through like heaven's word for your first time. Um, okay. Arizona that, Archive says Vothry yeah. makes it interesting since he is effectively, uh, what a sin eater situation is by, and so he was made by Emmett. Yeah. He was in the womb. Through, let's say, right. He was made through conventional means, right? Yeah. And then essentially within the womb, much like with zero, there's a, right. the opposite where lightness and darkness, where Vothry was part sin eater, you know, in that regards. And then, uh, with, uh, with zero, she's, you know, obviously part void scent. Um, you know, because of that and then that, that nature, but she also was, uh, you know, w one of the memoriate, one of the people who were able to then crystallize darkness, which just talking about that. Cause like one of the cool things, I the crystals the same size. Why not? <laughs> because we put programming because, because of, in the void, the way you get bigger is you eat other souls. Yeah. Yeah. And when you eat other souls, you actually kind of keep them in there. So you can kind of feel them. Like if you've eaten something that's not good and it's like rumbling around your tummy, like they're still in there yelling and screaming. You just ignore them. Mm -hmm. So when you break them down and they go into that single crystal, are they all trapped in there together densely? It also seems like maybe some get out and like that's their release, like their parent kind of gets captured. And so they get to run free. Um, like I just had a lot of questions about how that memoria technology works. Um, plus, it seems to be a blessing of light of sorts like it seems to be a gift that they were given mm -hmm. yeah because only a purpose. handful of people used it and she's the last one um, so that we was... call ourselves the source right yeah but the more i learn about this the more i wonder if vana was quietly just telling everybody they were the source and so like everybody's been operating on their own numbering because it seems like <laughs> i don't know let's give these people this memoria power see if that works out if it does we'll call this the source oh it didn't work out 13th for sure 13th yeah uh, not even close how do we know so this? like like, how did we number this? And so it just seems like, like she would have been kind of going around going, you're the warrior of light. Okay. Okay. You're the warrior of light. <laughs> like, just, like to each, each person, because that seems like a really big power to not have shared with us, which makes it seem like she was guessing um, on what would work, but it, it's a binding technology, not dissimilar to what we see in pandemonium, just at a smaller scale. Um, but I just wonder how everything goes in it. Yeah. The, um, I was because actually I expected the trial to be a bigger crystal and yeah. I expected the last boss of the dungeon to be a bigger trick crystal. I, I didn't really care. <laughs> I was like, all right. It was like, I, I the, you know, honestly, my answer usually is like, why create multiple assets when I guess you could do a scale kind of mindset, but then, you know, like you just have to make sure the textures were high Drop the business mind. Assume all things are canon. This is a real world. Real Through world. your video screen, you're looking into a real world. Any choices they made that were mistakes, those were mistakes canonically, which means that a person in the game, an NPC, made a choice that caused that mistake. Mm, okay. The, that's, uh, that's how I've been treating it. Okay, cool, cool. I I, I didn't really, like, I, I just like, oh, yeah, this is a crystal. That's what they look like. I, it's like, uh, I thought they were interesting because they're very long, right? You know, I was like, oh, that like it's that an interesting shape for crystals because typically we see them a mm -hmm. little bit more condensed. And when you see, like, the war, you know, the... Hydaline, uh, the crystal that we were given to be able to track down um, meteor on the uh, yeah, yeah. like it's a fat, like a fat yeah, thing, you know, crystal. Yeah, very thick. And I, 
very like this is gonna get real dirty real quick and then you have the long ones <laughs> the uh like oh all right now mc17 here um the uh but no i was like all right that's that's an interesting kind of design i was like i think it's kind of interesting um i actually really appreciated it after the fact at first i was disappointed that the end boss of felcourt was uh i sasser i can't pronounce his name just like um just like uh, with uh, just like paggle fan where i was like what are you doing and Babel, where you're like what are you doing Mm -hmm. yeah we could be done with the four arch fiends and you know you i bro um we could be done with them in six three like at the rate that they shoot bosses down "Eh, whatever he's the trial they're the dungeon get it done and the fact that like in one patch you know technically two of the four and then setting up that it seems like the uh the fire and the uh and the ice uh arch fiends are teaming up so maybe we'll get a trial with two of them like in one and you know and whatever their plan ends up being like that's and they seem to be buddies hey i'm gonna need his help on this one all right like fire's like hey i'm gonna need water's help on this one that seems like a dual fight's being set up exactly fire and water you know it's they're uh, they're (laughs) it's kind of like makes me you kind of laugh where it's like they end up tripping over each other and solving our problem for him. Like, Oh, Hey, I'm here. And then water shows up a little bit late, douses fire. And then it's like, Oh no, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, I guess we're going to have to figure this one out guys. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how that goes. Cause then all of a sudden, right? Like if we, we had uh we had wind uh, as a part of the kind of the trial. Uh, and so it was, we start to say like trial, you know, trial and trial, you know, like, as we like, look at that, like if fire and ice are the next trial, Sure. Then essentially you're we're looking at two additional trials, and is that then Golbez? And then is that you know something else? And if so, then you know are we real? Are we going to go and actually uh, play around with like the driving force behind Golbez? You know, in that as a trial itself, I think that could actually play out really, uh, really well. If you haven't played Final Fantasy Four, guys, like then you can go and you know get a good idea of what that means. <laughs> so I, I think that. Pandemonium had me more excited than the main story. The main story felt like, here's your four fiends, kill the four fiends, there's going to be a big bad, and you're done. Yeah. And the fact that one can be a dungeon boss, you're like, oh, so they're not even all a big deal. Um, that's fine. The triple triad card you just buy with MGP. Like, there was nothing hard to acquire about Scarmaleone or whatever. Thank you for the name so, pronunciation. I was like, oh, man. Barcelona. Um, <laughs> so... And, and the hair fight's super cool as an extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that Pandemonium is a much bigger thing wreaking havoc on, like, storylines and stuff. Learning about La Brea and Elidibus and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I honestly thought that, like, Fight 7 was going to end up being the sun. And then when it wasn't, I was like, well, Fight 8 will be the sun. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Like, for sure um and like it just it just kept twisting like it just kept twisting and twisting and twisting and like at one point i was doing voiceover on stream i was like i don't even know what voice to give this guy because i he had a voice but now it's not his voice but it's definitely still his voice um so like i guess thank god for the voice direction team that they don't have to voice raid series uh they don't because then obviously in turn eight like he does that like he does have a voice and it's like all yeah. right and i'm like gosh i would love to see this entire thing voiced that's actually one of the things like when we start to talk about like what could arr do to i think help out new players as they come into it it's like i think man if they went and either revoice that or add in way yeah, more voice i think that ends voice. up that just would end up helping out a lot of people really kind of get sunk into it a little bit faster like and but that i don't that really falls and tests the idea of spare no expense so we'll have to you know what we'll to see what Yoshi P wants to do there. But like when it comes to that, yeah, like it makes me wish for more voicing uh, of the, of the story itself. Now, obviously like when, with the Elidibus reveal, I thought that was really exciting uh, to see. So we have both La Habrea and And then like, I'm wondering if we'll see, you know, Emmett, you know, make an appearance, you know, at all. And maybe that leads into why these three were unsundered, right? Because we never have figured out why, these three remained un, you know, untouched by by those events. So, Pandemonium is located underneath Elvis, like literally right underneath. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is intriguing. And with Pandemonium's proximity there, 
um, and all the protections that Pandemonium and Elpis would have had to have to protect the star just in case anything went wrong, all the safeguards necessary. Um, I do start to wonder if Elpis or Pandemonium had that ability. And so the Unsundered were people who met um, in one of these like protected locations, like a safe room. Um, so like Catisis kind of showed us that they can protect they can set aside safe rooms if there's going to be something dangerous. They used it as a containment mm -hmm. um, to contain the Katysis stuff, but like it could just as easily be used to protect you from outside. My my aunt had triplets, and she talks about how when they got old enough that they didn't need to be in the playpen anymore, and she needed to get work done, she would go in the playpen to keep them. They can have the rest of the house, and like like you can you can just invert that technology. Yeah. Uh, and and so as you with like five kids, I, I assume you're like yeah, of course, obviously you have safe space. So um, so with that. Like, I wonder if they were just somewhere that just happened to have protected them. And if they were, were they there by design? Did Vana say, hey, I got to meet you guys all in conference room B. And they all get to conference room B and they're like, there's nobody in here. And then the world just explodes. <laughs> and, and like she by design said, hey, I should probably not sunder everybody. Um so like pandemonium is big and pandemonium teaching us how a little more about how the ethereal sea works in the context of we're in an msq patch where we're learning that like when a world falls the 13th falls that that bridge with the ethereal sea breaks like there just isn't death anymore in a standard format mm -hmm. um it's bizarre like so that like death in this game is something that's just it confuses me more and more the more they show um it's one of the few things that really doesn't parallel with earth. Everything else feels really inspired by like Greek or Roman or, or something like that. But uh, death in this game feels like they're, they're branching into their own sci-fi. Yeah. Do you feel, uh, cause I see Chad talking about how um, like Galbez might be planning to invade like the ethereal sea, like that tends to be kind of his thing. And, actually then impacting like a little bit like imagine like when we start to talk about earlier you know like do these stories converge i would love that like i like one of the things that like i liked how eventually crystal tower became you know part of the msq for arr the fact that i was like it was for me like awesome that it was there and and then for players who are like now going through it it's like yeah it makes sense to have that as real required context as opposed to like Oh yeah, you can go learn more about this over here. Um, I would, I would mean, if they if they converge these stories together, like uh, in some way, shape, or form, that would be that would be insane. Like I would love to see what that would look like and how that would then play I mean, out. Pandemonium's on the source now, so mm -hmm. like we're we're one step closer. Um, I, I think that golbez having a plan to come consume soul direct from the source would make him Im immensely powerful and there would be an immediate concern of like what happens when a, a void scent of that power is able to cross the bridge mm -hmm. yeah in which case you'd kind of be idiots if you were the kind of person that theoretically made the opening bigger um you know just saying and but like then we brought a void scent across and everybody's like we're worried about her consent her consent you're bringing somebody across that naturally consumes ether with every breath. Yeah. And you're worried about her consent. And like, my question is like, well, what about the sources consent? Like we just had, you know, maybe they don't remember, but like in December, the world was literally raining fire. Yeah. So like maybe don't bring a void scent into the source to consume ether with every breath. Um, Maybe don't like the way she ate that apple. She could eat people like that. So like, they're like, yeah, but we met her like five minutes ago and I really like her. Maybe don't like, I just, it felt, it felt really reckless to just bring, well, we got to bring her back. Like it just, it well, felt unbelievably reckless, but the fact that right. it worked out. Okay. I guess makes me think that like, maybe things. I'll just go consume direct from the sea. And it may be more complicated than that. Maybe you don't just walk into a telescope and just consume. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out because like on ethereal understanding and ethereal lore and in a way like the ethereal theology of how like all of this works within the person, you know, it's like how they have to consume, but how with the fact that it's dark aspected that it is, there is no like death as opposed to like where light aspected is that, that calm, that, that peace. And you need that balance between both. Like, will we be able to restore the world of darkness 
or will we start going on a journey of our own? Like, uh, like, <laughs> um, you know, kind of pick up where the Astians left off and be like, Oh no, turns out they were right. The source is dying. We have to, we have to rejoin now that like, you know, uh, Highland and, and Zodiac are no more, you know, like I, I just, I generally am like, that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many interesting aspects and that's, what's appealing to me. But there is the sense of like, it is, I would like to see, you know, it, it, having these long gaps, it's like, Oh, I'm kind of jealous of somebody who would be like, Oh yeah, I finished Endwalker and now uh six fives out. Oh my gosh. Like you get a get, experience it without these like, four months delays right yeah, like, yeah. You they know. said she's gonna have to rest and i oh. literally said out loud for four months for four months uh, yeah. and then she, and then she woke up and so i was like like i honestly thought they were like and we'll see you later right. like, like i literally like, thought they were gonna do that too or it's like oh she's resting and then it's like hey uh-huh. we got we got a message that she's she's finally woken up but so then also that kind of says are like that was short yeah uh <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see that um how that plays out obviously uh, she's the only, at least from the technology, the the skill, the yes. blessing or whatever she's been given, like is the only way for us to actually be successful in the world oh, of darkness. I understand right? why we wanted to bring her back. I just didn't know why nobody brought up the caveat. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, this is all pros. <laughs> like, she can kill Void Sin. She's part Void. Bring her back. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't do this, but can we just debate it for like a brief second? Like, I just felt like, like, where's Graha when you need him? Like, like yeah. somebody, somebody just like big brain this for like a little bit. Okay. Let's bring her back, but let's put the following safeguards in place. Like, like let's, Is and there, instead it's like, no, yeah. open her a tab at the bar. Let her do whatever she wants. She can roam freely. Cause we immediately trust her with w- world bending secrets. Let us reveal you the, the truth of the shards and the source. And you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, if she doesn't go evil, that's perfectly fine. I'm not rooting for that actually at all. Like I really like, yeah, this is great. And then yeah, she seems nice. Yeah, she's like nice. She's very gray skinned, and you know, this kind of like. I even liked her at first when the scythe looked like she was a bow. I thought for a second she might be. I was like, oh my gosh, is she a bard? And I was, I was still okay with her. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Surprising and shocking. <laughs> now, how do you how do you feel now that we've kind of gotten two patches in, and they keep kind of being like, oh yeah, the scions are former scions. Like it's like. It felt like with Endwalker, there really wasn't any kind of true payoff to kind of the buildup. And then it's like, we're disbanding. And then it's like, okay, sure. what are we doing here, guys? Star like, is richer than ever before. Mm-hmm. We're still questing together. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disbanding. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why Why the formality? And, and I felt that then. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said disbanding and like in the same cutscene, we're like, but, but only publicly, like, like, like it was like immediate. Yeah. Immediate. And then it's like, and then it continues that it's like, here we are. Like to your point, why, why aren't we just being like, screw it. Like, let's go with like, yeah, bring it. Let's, let's consult Graha. Let's, let's, you know, cause it's the Avengers and there's been like the, the, the law saying we can't be superheroes anymore. And then now we're going to be superheroes anyway. Like it just, I don't know. Who's making that law? <laughs> you saved all of existence. Like, don't get together for, for casual coffee and tea and adventuring. I don't know. I love, I love Graha and the fact that he's not around, like, is a constant disappointment. <laughs> but Brian, what's your you review on Shadowbringers? Because I hadn't met him, but then yeah. I did Crystal Tower after Shadowbringers. Yeah. What's Brian, what's cry. your review of 6.2? Um, it, it's garbage. It needs more Graha. Like th- that's where we at. <laughs> like, uh, was Graha included? No. Well, we got a double scoop of La Habrea though. That's true. That's it true. was delightful. Yeah. And not delightful. Whatever you want from him. He's got you. He's got you. He's got La Brea you. Country. was, was crushed it. What do you think about the boss fights? Um, I love the trial fight. I actually really like the dungeon and it made me excited. I was like, man, I hope they are backdoor giving themselves an option to make a hard mode of this later, mm-hmm. like a criterion version of this, because all I could think on like that, that last fight with like the, uh, the concentric closing eyeballs. Um, don't look at the eyes, which ones, any of them. Uh, like I liked that. And I would love for there to be a harder mode of that. That just, that just kills people. Mm-hmm. Um, we already had a group wipe on it because you can get doomed and then healers sometimes are like 
I've never had to assume it before this point. I'm not going to start now. Yeah. And like the whole thing just declines rapidly. Uh, <laughs> my second group wiped out. First group, smooth as butter. I was like, wow, that dungeon was too easy. That's kind of a bummer. Second group was like, oh, this is killing people. Um, trial fight was wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, and then I did the raids. Yeah. I adore those raids. Uh, What's your favorite boss out of the four? I think that the tree boss, I think I liked the story around it and I loved, it just felt like, do you remember when they added Bardems and they're like, what if you did a Mario party boss? Uh, and like just randomly in the game, yeah. this was like that, but with battle mechanics, like it's like now do that while DPSing. Uh, and like, there's just, they're like, and there's exploding beasts and laser beasts and the tree is punching the ground and like, and then you've got Elidibus like, get to the middle. And you're like, when? He's like, now, I guess. Uh, and I just, the whole fight felt awesome. And that's the one that I think will be the wall in Savage. And I cannot wait to watch people just get yeah. launched. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to break it down for uh, like my my four here in this regards. I felt like uh, P8 was too easy on normal. Like I saw chat actually sounding off like that. Fido saying that. Um, like I, I, I was like, we did it. We one shot it. Like it was, yeah. I was like, Okay, yeah, it well, just fell over. it just fell over. Okay, cool. Uh, but like, honestly, I think that's gonna be really cool to see. Like in Savage, I love the Phoenix. I love like I love the fire aspects. Like I loved what the theme. How do they take it to Savage? So like, Pinax was such an obvious like they're just gonna make this way harder. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's a phase two. How do they make that a hard phase one from normal? How would you make eight more punishing besides just raising health and damage? Well, I think essentially you start stacking up mechanics even sooner. Why? You know, you have the the torches. Torches are really interesting because you start stacking that up with wings, right? You know, so like you have the wings and the serpent. Imagine those two coming out like pretty early. Uh, that that that's gonna be a struggle because it's like that that takes your safe space in, in any fight, like you know there. And and imagine though, then another phase to that fight, right? You know, where it's like right, now we have a transition. You know, and so now we're gonna go into the real you know, P4S, you know, in that regards. What did you think of Carby's transition and does Savage start down there? Mm. So I don't think Savage starts down there. I think there's going to be a transition. So on it though, like my favorite boss is, is Carby. I, I like, you know, so the best, I think the best mechanics is tree boss. Um, you know, so it's like, I, like, I agree with you. Like I mechanically, like, absolutely. I still have a, like a heart for, for Carby. I thought that was great. I didn't, I thought mechanically it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like on Savage because it kind of almost in a way had that, um, E10S, you know, like with the, with the dog shadows, you know, obviously now we're reflecting light and you're kind of paying attention. I was like, so it was really cool going into that, uh, in, into that fight, into that phase. I do think it will transition. I, I do, I do not think they'll start in the, you know, in the, you know, the poison stuff, but then the modifications on the abilities, once you're in that arena, I thought that was cool. Um, the, I think the fun, the most fun mechanic I enjoyed the most was the, uh, was actually from, uh, you know, P6 where you had the, the transfusion where you got the, the, the parasite and then you had to like turn. So you're not like killing the whole party. Uh, you know, so like, I, I just, so I enjoy that. That was a back to Eden. Well, it's also on its own. the turn and turn and shoot is was definitely present across Eden. Well, same thing that actually was in uh, the original Binding Coils with Medusa, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like you would you would scream. Yes. And you, yeah. So it's like that. We've seen that mechanic before, but I, I appreciated it also with the kind of that countdown because it's like, all right, what's going to happen here? And then it's like, I think it was just kind of neat. I think I'm going to go ahead and turn. Uh, and Did just, you watch any um, P4S? I know. So. I do believe that a lot of pandemonium was people trapped inside designed from people trapped inside their home from a um, virus uh, because uh, P4S, there's a moment where you have to uh, half the party gets, gets, gets the, uh, gets the 2020 stay home from work for two weeks. And then you have to make sure that ends up on all tanks or all healers. And so you have to, you have to pull your mask down and, mm -hmm. and cough on two people. Uh, and then, and then, and then there's lasers that go out. And sometimes the people that take, take the, the hit to the face are the same people that had to pull their masks down. And other times mm -hmm. it's the other way around. And so like, it is this very like COVID lions. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just like, 
the fact that then they're like, okay, now, now MP5 through eight, stop breathing on your friends mm. face out when you cough. Yeah. Uh, that feels like, that feels like where we're going there. On P6. <laughs> it's like bringing in real world situations into games. Perfect. The, um, I did see uh, chat saying, obviously, with Graha that it's a part of the he's a part of the Alliance series, and I say I would say that's why he's not in six two, he's gonna be here in six three, which makes six one, six three, six five, you know, just you know more Graha. So I'm like, let's go. That's where he, that's where he's up to. And then uh, I also see uh, uh, Carrie Ann talking about missing the twins, Alpha and Alize. I wonder if we'll see them in any capacity, you know, uh, in in six three. What do you think? Um, I didn't realize how much I'd missed. So I didn't like them during Endwalker. Uh, there were moments that I related to them, but I, I really was, didn't have a deep affection towards them. And now I've gone back and I've done Error and Heavensward and I've really grown to like them, uh, mm -hmm. a great deal more. And, um, then I did my trial roulette yesterday and I got in singer for my first time since December. And like Alfie's talking to you during that fight. Mm -hmm. And so like that's when I realized like how long it had been since my main had had a chance to really spend some significant time with them when we were like invested in that, like wonder twins moment and in singer to transition the phase. Yeah. Um, I've always, I mean, they're a little bit blue blood. Like, like when we did uh coils, Alice at one point, I think it was just a typo in the game thing. But if you go back and read the log, she literally like you meet the two brothers when you're attuning to go through that. Mm -hmm. Um, she literally gets their names wrong and she talks, she calls the guy the wrong name and the guy doesn't correct her. And I was like, do you know how wealthy you have to be that two brothers, you just call one by the wrong name and you just keep calling him the wrong name repeatedly for an entire cutscene. And he just goes, yes, ma'am. Like, like, like just the level of like, <laughs> like dismissal, like towards, yeah, I know the guy I called him both the same. Like, and so I assume it's just a typo in the chat. Um, but I had to go back and open up the event log. I was like, did she call him the wrong name? Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of how I feel towards them. Like, yeah, they're nice people who have had their entire lives given to them. Uh, and even when they branched out to go on their own and join a secret organization, it was backfunded by their mother. So like, it just, they can't do anything. They lied to own. their father and ultimately saved the, the all of existence because of her deception. Who was siphoning mother, who was siphoning money off of what would be, what seems to be considered shared accounts and lying to their father. Like the whole family's dysfunctional. Like, thank God they didn't have an honest and open communicative marriage or the realm would have died. Like, thank <laughs> goodness for the dysfunctional family of the level yours. If they had had any healthy relationships with each other, we would have all died. Now, uh, Alex in chat says, wait, no mention of Yastola being the healer in the first duty. Uh, very good point, Alex. That was something exciting to see Yastola being able to kind of, you know, in a way, kind of be a sage of uh, both healing magics and uh, of lag so magic. She sees by using up her ether, right? So she sees, she's mm -hmm. going to, Matoya says, you're going to die living like this. Like she is in an unsustainable thing. So the fact that she's now For healing, the fact time. that she's giving ether, like, so I understand that when Yoshi P builds the slides internally, because he doesn't use this this line on the external, he says, what are we going to need to build an expansion? We're going to need five new zones. We're going to need new dungeons, new trials, new raids, all surrounding a new MSQ. We're going to need Yustola to die at least once. Um, we're going to need a bunch of new gear, a bunch of new glamour. Like, like I know that Yustola dying is somewhere in the middle in there. So like, <laughs> she's already died once this expansion, but yeah. it just feels like, like at some point she has to die for real, right? Like at I, some point she has to go down and we're like, oh, she'll be back. And they're like, no, she has like a negative ether balance. Like she has been draining that account for years. a long time. That that warning and things like that was so long ago. And yet they're like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, are we still writing checks that we're going to have to cash in the future? Because it seems like we keep, you know, for some reason being able to pull out the debit card and she went yeah. blind in 3.0 and started burning ether to see. And has died every two years and come back. Angel Future says, I'm just sick of saving the universe with teenagers. You might be sick of JRPGs, my friend, because that is the, the universes are saved because teenagers have time and no responsibility. That's not just JRPGs. I was <laughs> hanging out with friends in Denver and we were watching uh, Paw, Paw Patrol and we were watching... Bob, it just, yeah, the number of like 
teenagers saving the world that's that's what makes it fun scooby-doo yeah it's like oh thank goodness for those teenagers and that dog yeah absolutely um, the new one he's like obsessed with his traps and i keep thinking yes. these traps but they're yeah, yeah freddy dude that's so funny it's too like, what is happening absolutely obsessed with them and then uh yeah the characterization of that of that uh incarnation of scooby-doo is phenomenal i watched that with the kids and then we uh we watched namely as my friend's kids get older i'm starting to watch a lot more when they're super young people yeah. don't invite you over when you have super young kids because it's not fun for anybody oh daniel tiger um, oh. and now they're into that age where like i'm having a lot of fun with my like when my friend's kids are like hey do you want to play i'm like yeah absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. you are a blast 100 freaking percent the um i think we've at least i've covered everything that i wanted to kind of talk about and kind of shed my thoughts on especially with the with the latest patch it feels it feels I'm absolutely excited. meaty like i'm i'm really more like i've even going into it outside of story like even all of that i'm i'm really looking at the variant and the criterion dungeons as the pinnacle for me like again you don't have to agree with me i'm glad people are enjoying island sanctuary but it's like i think you had the best advice like i'm gonna i'm gonna do that with maddie and we're gonna make that a dad daughter time kind of event right. and i think i'm gonna enjoy it better that way um the but time it's gates like, won't affect her either because the time gates are like 12 hours or whatever and it's not like she's like setting her alarm to dad we gotta we gotta yeah, we gotta we get gotta. It. No, 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 no. the um you know so it's um. like that that sounds like that that sounds like that's gonna be the best play there but then i think we'll be fun especially in september with my mondays coming back be able to jump into like extremes maybe do some savage as well and actually have time to kind of put towards that as i finish up my omni 90s i was told there was some significant side quests um after the msq that opened up right there in ratatang okay um and I didn't do them because I'm still trying to get through like what I was like, if they didn't label it as main content, I'm going to get through what they think is most important. And then we can come back for that. Um, but uh, the the fact that we're getting all these side quests that are really significant, we have some side quests that have like big treasure hunts. We have some side quests that tell really significant stories in our chains. Mm -hmm. My understanding is if they have a portrait, they're a more significant side quest. I would love to see for any Square Enix employee that's for some reason hanging out this late in the podcast, thank you so much for being here. Will you please come up with an additional quest icon that delineates side quest and substantial side quest? Most <laughs> yeah. of ARR is just filler because they were they built it in 18 months, right? They, they get stuff out the door. It's impressive how much they did do. But as we've gotten into some of this where you've got these post MSQ exclamation points, it just kind of like mixes in with any other undone quest throughout Razahan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would love to see that labeled a little bit better. Um, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, maybe just a little like uh star on there, like the little, like high quality type type star or whatever, okay. um, on the side quest, but something to help us delineate, uh, when there's a side quest that you're like, okay, I finished story and I'm hungry for more. Where do I go? I don't know. I'd like that too. Keep it optional. Keep it optional. But, Keep it optional. But for people that want the extended cut. All right, um, guys, thanks so much. I, I hope you enjoyed uh, this collaborative co-stream uh, with uh, Twitch and YouTube here. And uh, that's going to be happening a little bit more uh, here on the channel. We'll hopefully be bringing you guys, probably maybe leave your shorter videos or we'll, we'll figure out what we want to do on uh, on it. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Appreciate the likes. Also, if you guys are listening to this in an audio form, uh, be sure to give the, the podcast itself a rating and uh, that will help us out uh, greatly. Go follow Chris over at Gaming Kinda. Also, he is going to be live and actually is technically live right now, right now. on Twitch. Uh, the link is in the uh, in the chat log as well. So if you want to go hang out with him, he's going to be doing some more um, uh, Guild Wars 2 today. Uh, and there are uh, Guild Wars 2 drops, which just recently released for Steam. So um, the... Is there anything up for that? I don't know. I'm going to let you figure on. that out. Like No, no. I think you might need to link something <laughs> like you might want to click on uh, you can do it while live i don't think it's gonna be like all right you gotta take the stream down or whatnot but the um guys really appreciate y'all hanging out hopefully you guys are gonna have a wonderful day and hopefully we'll see you in our next video and or live stream and or podcast and or everything that we do around here all the craziness uh this has been the uh, crystal core radio podcast impromptu uh should you return to final fantasy 14 patch 6.2 review you guys are awesome. We love you very much, and we'll see you next time. But until then, take care and or. <laughs>